Hello everybody, this is Kevin Smith and Brian Belter. Welcome back to our conversational devotional on the book of Exodus during this Lenten season. Today we're going to look at the second half of chapter 2 about Moses' early life. And this is going to be Exodus chapter 2, verse 11 through 25. One day, when Moses had grown up, he went out to his people and looked on their burdens. And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his people. He looked this way and that, and seeing no one, he struck down the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. When he went out the next day, behold, two Hebrews were struggling together. And he said to the man in the wrong, Why do you strike your companion? He answered, Who made you a prince and a judge over us? Do you mean to kill me, as you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses was afraid and thought, Surely the thing is known. When Pharaoh heard of it, he sought to kill Moses. But Moses fled from Pharaoh and stayed in the land of Midian. And he sat down by a well. Now the priest of Midian had seven daughters. And they came and drew water and filled troughs to water their father's flock. The shepherds came and drove them away. But Moses stood up and saved them and watered their flock. When they had come home to their father, Reuel, He said, How is it that you have come home so soon today? They said, An Egyptian delivered us out of the hand of the shepherds, and even drew water for us, and watered the flock. He said to his daughters, Then where is he? Why have you left the man? Call him, that he may eat bread. And Moses was content to dwell with the man, and he gave Moses his daughter Zipporah. She gave birth to a son, and he called his son Gershom. For he said, I have been a sojourner in a foreign land. During those many days the king of Egypt died, and the people of Israel groaned because of their slavery and cried out for help. Their cry for rescue from slavery came up to God, and God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. God saw the people of Israel, and God knew. All right, so we've moved on from uh, knowing Moses as a little baby in a basket getting drawn out of the water and now uh all of a sudden here he is as a full-fledged man doing his man things in egypt yeah Um, you you have to imagine that moses grew up in the pharaoh's palace um i think that his time with his mother he probably he may have uh you know been circumcised he probably was you know, a little bit knowledgeable the fact that he's not a true Egyptian. I mean, you find out early on that he goes out to his people and looks his on their burden. People, it says he looked on his people, so kind of he knows. Yeah, he knows. He's who probably he is. enjoyed, uh, you know, a little bit of both lifestyles, but he's also probably been a bit of a man out of place. You know, like he a man between peoples. Yeah, not really an Egyptian. And not really a Hebrew slave, at least. We know he's not a slave. Certainly um, not, yeah. But, uh, I mean, I guess he doesn't have much of an identity right now. I mean, he's, again, living with the Egyptians, but knows that his heritage is Hebrew. It's right. kind of a, a drastic you dichotomy see, going on there. And you see like some of the theatrical versions of Moses' life, which, I mean, obviously... Like the Ten Commandments yeah. movie, obviously. Um in those and Prince of Egypt, I mean, mm-hmm. you're given the impression that Moses was an individual with like some form of power and authority over his own people. And even in the Heston version, uh, they play it up that he didn't even know he was Hebrew, and that he had power and 
was well respected among the Egyptians and right. comes marching in a hero at the beginning of his adult life in the movie, you know, that Which, we, don't, we don't get any of that actually in here. No, it, it seems like he probably was well aware of his between people's situation and uh, when he killed this Egyptian, I mean, Moses murdered a man. Like, there's, that's, uh, you want to talk about God choosing faulty individuals. I mean, Moses is a murderer. I mean, no, it was an act of, of uh, you know, I don't want to say re- revenge, but it was putting putting a man to death who had already attacked another man. doesn't make it right, but it does justify maybe a little bit uh, of what I mean, Moses it's like doing. You think of, it's anger getting out of control. Right, it's, right. Fault, I mean, but it's a faulty man, nonetheless. Yeah, absolutely. And... You know, he and then he goes. He tries to hide it because, and that tells you right there, he has no authority within uh, the Egypt. Egyptian people to commit any kind of act like that. Because I'm sure if he was truly a, uh, a a grandson of Pharaoh, like a blood grandson of Pharaoh, he could kill an Egyptian and they just cover it up and walk away, and no one would really be the wiser. Might get a scolding. Yes, might be. Hey, quit killing, <laughs> quit killing Egyptians. But as we see here, Pharaoh. Far more than a scolding. Yeah, he says he wants to find Moses and kill him. Yep, nothing in between. No, doesn't want to talk to him. Doesn't want to figure out what happened. Just hears about what happened and says, "We got to kill Moses." And what a blow to Moses! Uh, He comes on those two Hebrews having an argument, and you know he 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 killed a man the other day, and he's he's probably torn up about that. But in a way, he's thinking, you know, I did this for my Hebrew people. Like he was striking a Hebrew and then he comes upon these two uh, Israelites fighting and when he tries to step in and be like you know calm down they look at him like look at you you hypocrite right like who made you the judge you killed a guy like well and they don't respect his they don't respect his authority as an Egyptian and they don't respect his authority as a Hebrew brother or a you know a part of their their group, you know. I mean, that, so. yeah, that had to be like the nail in the coffin for just informing Moses. You really have no place here, man. Yep, absolutely. And then we see that you know Pharaoh seeks to kill Moses, so Moses uh, goes on a little uh, sojourn of his own individually here into the desert and into the land of Midian, which uh, it's a pretty pretty far distance away from Egypt. Um, you look at a map of those ancient times; it's on the other side of Saudi Arabia, which is where Mount Sinai is and where the Israelites wandered for those years, it's on the other side of that, further east than that. So Moses went a ways away to kind of completely escape the, the hand of Pharaoh. And walked right into the hand of God, leading him in that direction. Absolutely. And into, uh, you know, Raul. Like, and it's someone, like, what are the chances of him just striking out in a direction sitting at a well and suddenly he's welcomed into a family of believers mm-hmm. i mean it's I, I i don't know yeah these folks might not have the same um customs and traditions the followings that uh the israelites had you know i mean they weren't living with the hebrews or anything but um when i look at my my nice little notes in my study bible it says raul means man of god so you know he was they were at least aware mm-hmm. of the true God, um, if not, you know, practicing Israelites, Hebrews at that time. Obviously, they're not Hebrew because that's a yeah. cultural thing. But and then it ends with uh, 
Moses, that portion ends with uh, Moses having a son named Gershom, Mm -hmm. which has a meaning that refers to being a sojourner in a foreign land. So Moses has, I mean, granted, he is part of the greatest journey of peoples of all time, but this was his first trip across the wilderness. Yeah, this is his personal wilderness experience. You know, Mm -hmm. we see that um, with other key figures uh, throughout the Bible. You know, you you see David was in exile before he was king. Uh, Jesus spent his 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness. Uh, John the Baptist in the wilderness. I mean, it's a a recurring theme, this whole wilderness to build up the character um, of of those great men. You know, th- throughout the Bible, and certainly, I mean, who thinks of someone who goes through these wilderness experiences as a leader in normal day life? But it just goes to show who God chooses. He chooses who He wants to. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter your background. That's right. And then we go into like the kind of the capstone of this chapter. Um, just a little reminder. It's like you know, during this time that Moses is going through his own tribulations and finally landing in a safe place to raise a family i'm assuming he probably thought he was done with any kind of dire situation right this this was going to be his new life and where he stayed yeah. and he was just going to be a shepherd with his his wife and kids and then we find that uh you know while all this is happening to moses we brought right back to the fact that you know there's a bigger picture here there's this whole yeah. this big old nation these these millions of people the israelites that are still in egypt and they're they're, it states, you know, they're groaning under the strains of the slavery uh, that they're put under by the Egyptians. And they, they, they cry out, and what happens is, is God hears them and says, God remembers the covenant. And he saw the people of Israel, and then my favorite, my favorite, favorite part of this, the last three words that Kevin read. And God knew. And God knew. I guess he knew what he had to what had to be done, what was going to yeah. happen, you know. These people were under the yoke of, of slavery, and now it's time to do something about it. And when we come back tomorrow, we'll see what sort of plan God sets into motion. Pretty familiar story for you tomorrow. Yep, should be a lot of fun. So join us again tomorrow as we go into uh, a discussion on the burning bush. And tomorrow is also our second Lenten service. Yeah, Lenten services here at Holy Cross are... Every Wednesday, 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. With a dinner beforehand. A dinner beforehand, 5.45 up here at Holy Cross on those Wednesday evenings. Uh, And then we also do have our regular Sunday services. Every Sunday, uh, 8 a.m. service, followed by 9.15 hour-long Bible study, and then a 10.30 service every Sunday morning. So please... Come and join us for any of these worship and fellowship opportunities. And don't forget, on Saturday evenings, we also have a 5 o'clock service. We sure do. As we round out today's discussion, I would ask that you bow your heads and join us in prayer. Lord God, thank you once again for bringing Kevin and I together to to hopefully spread your word and, and encourage the hearts of those people listening to us through this podcast. And thank you for the, the courage and strength that you give us to do this each day. Uh, as we've read in our our scripture today, we 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 do sometimes feel like a person between peoples without a home, but we always know that we do have a home with you, and that your guiding hand will lead us to where we need to be and keep us safe in those 
those times of tribulation as well. We ask that you bless this this next coming week as it will be our second week of the Lenten season and continue us to grow in faith and in love towards you as we anticipate the great gift and sacrifice of your Son over this Lenten and Easter season. All these things we pray in your name. Amen. Amen. And just a reminder, all scripture readings and references do come from the English Standard Version of the Bible. Thank you. God bless.